Welcome back to the Loop Page Podcast. This week, quite a little bit of a different one. Um, in the middle of me doing a meditation last night, deep in my meditation, got a few messages from up above. One of the messages, which uh, isn't that funny how that happens. I don't know if you ever get messages, but I think when you when we relax ourselves and we go deep, we do get these messages, and a lot of the time we don't listen to them. But um. They can be really life-changing and they're, they're little clues on how, what we should be doing, what we should be focusing on. Anyway, I got a message. One of the messages I got was, hey, Luke, tell your story. Tell your story. And I knew exactly what that meant. Luke, tell your story. And what it was was basically I, I don't tell enough of my story. I don't tell enough of um, you know my past. I don't tell enough of stories of the things I'm going through now. So I'm like, I've got to share more of my stories and, you know, kind of what makes me up and what I've been through and what I'm going through and where I'm going and things like that. So this week's episode, today's episode is all about, um, you know, my 22-year pursuit of living a life of having it all. You know, when I was 16 years old, I made the decision and I set off on a massive journey to live a life of having it all. I made the decision. I'm like, that's it. I'm going to live a life of having it all, all the money, all the, all the love, all the joy, all the happiness, all the passion, all that type of thing. And I'm um, 37 years old now. I've been in the pursuit of this, the active pursuit of my dreams for 21 years. And I'm finally at the end of bringing this all together. This journey that I set off when I was 16 years old, I'm now finally pulling it all together. And um, not to say that my life's perfect. Not to say that my life will be perfect. No, I'll always have problems and struggles and challenges and everything like that. Not to say that I have, I'm finished with life. No, not at all. What will happen is that I'll start a new chapter in my life. But just to close this chapter, to finish it and seal it off, it's about to be finally written after 21 years. And over the next 6 to 12 months, I predict that chapter we've written. I wanted to do this episode because you've got dreams and goals. And what I see a lot of with the coaches that I deal with and the people that I deal with is that we're all got dreams and goals, but the biggest killer of our dreams and goals is when we just give up. And I think there's just a misconception about what it takes. So my hope out of this episode is to kind of share my story of what I've been through, the wrong roads and paths I've walked down, the major problems and struggles I've been through, the wins and successes I've got, the complete transformation, the multiple transformations. And I guess out of this episode, I want you to walk away because if you're thinking right now, if you've been on the pursuit of your your dreams and goals for whether it be six months, one year, three years, five years, 10 years. My hope out of this episode is you walk away realizing there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe getting an insight into what it actually truly takes and walking away inspired to keep pushing on, to keep on pursuing that dream and that vision so here we go i'm gonna be sharing my heart here so enjoy all right here we go you're listening to the luke page podcast the number one podcast specifically made for coaches get ready for out of the box conversations from the world's leading coaches and experts we're gonna be talking all things business health happiness and just being the most amazing human being that you can why well i ask why not See, we're only here once. We've got one life, so let's make this thing count. I believe that we can have it all. All the money, all the love, all the joy, all the success, all the excitement. I'm here for all of it. And if you are too, then come along with me. Let's do this. Hey, welcome backy. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I don't even know where to really start with this episode. A uh, bit of a weird one. I, I normally, when I'm doing a, a solo episode, I've got a, um, I've got like a, a kind of like not, not a result, but I've got a point to the podcast. And this one, I don't exactly know why I'm doing this podcast. I mean, I got a couple of ideas, but I, there's not like 
a path where I'm going from point A to point B with this thing. Um, just to explain, I was um, I was doing a meditation last week. I'm sorry, last night, and I had a couple of messages come through to me. And one of the messages that came through to me was, "Tell Luke, tell your story." Tell more of your story. Tell more stories. Tell more of the stories of your past. Tell more of the stories that you're kind of going through now. Um, so that's kind of when I um, because I had a I had a, a a blocked out section in my calendar today to do a podcast. So I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna jump on here and kind of tell a tell a story of uh, a bit about my life and a bit about what I'm up to now. Um, and because of that, and I haven't really like prepared for this episode. Normally I've got like an ideas of points and how it's all structured and things like that. But because of that, I'm a little bit like, oh, what am I, what exactly, what's the purpose of this podcast? Like, where are we going with it? And I don't even know where it's going to go. So, but I thought, who cares? Let's just kind of run with this thing. Um, and I was like, what do I call it? What's the subject? Sometimes I, when I go to do an episode, I know exactly what I'm going to call it before I do it. Sometimes I actually do the episode and then I go, okay, what, based off that episode, what do I think I should call it? I'm going to write down here whether this stays the same, but I've written down my 22-year pursuit of living a life of having it all. So this is what this episode is about. My 22-year pursuit of living a life of having it all. Let's go back to when I was um, 16 years old. Um, 16 years old, I was um, living uh, a time where things at home with my family were really um, volatile and disruptive and really challenging times living at home with the fam jam. Um, My sister was a drug addict and um, just all the challenges that came along with that. And I'm not going to go into the detail of it, um, but it was a very turbulent time at home. And I didn't have a whole lot of connection with my family. Um, and it was my living at home was my mum, dad, myself and my, my sister, who was the drug addict. Um, my older sister and brother, I mean, all my siblings are older than me. I'm the, I'm the baby. But my oldest sister, who is, um, she's almost 20 years older than me. And my brother, older brother, he's probably about, I don't know, he just turned 50. So he's 13 years older than me, right? So I've got quite older siblings. Um, so they're not living at home, right? So it's basically my mum, dad and I and my sister, uh, Casey. So and Casey's four years older than me. So my um, going through kind of that period, because my sister was going through a really tough time, um, I went through that time of life where I guess I felt my parents weren't exactly there are there for me emotionally, um, just because I guess all the challenges that they were facing with my sister and kind of helping her get through all the shit she was going through, my parents gave me things definitely like I got I sent I, I went to a good school um they always got me things yeah like I had I remember I used to I used to play I used to be in a band I used to um be in the music and um you know I had a Gibson guitar and a Gibson guitar is like a top of the range guitar that from the area that we lived in which is not a rich area. Um, no one had a Gibson guitar. I was like the only one. And that was like the ultimate thing. If you're a guitarist, you want to get a Gibson guitar, right? So like I had all the things. My parents got them for me. So I was quite lucky there. But I just felt from, you know, being a really tough time growing up with that environment at home, which felt very unsafe um, and traumatizing. I didn't exactly feel that my parents were there for me at that time. Um, so I, I, I guess going through all that, I felt like I wasn't seen. And I become, out of the result of that, is I become a, an achiever in life. Because I, um, you know, everything that I did, well, I was good at. Yeah, so I was good at school, I was good at grades, I was good at sport. It was kind of like the popular kid, that type of thing. Um, 
But the thing that I deeply wanted, which was love in my family, I just wasn't getting in that time because of what was happening with my sister and how bad things were. So yeah, I became an achiever. Someone who sorted out to become good at everything and because I found that by being good at everything, I got attention from people. And by getting attention from people, ultimately that was like making me feel significant, which ultimately underneath all that is I craved love, yeah? So it was uh, my parents owned, um, they still do have the same business today. Um, but um, back when I was 16, which I'm 37 now, which is 21 years ago, um, they, they had their business then. I think they opened it when I was roughly five years old. So it's been in my life, you know, the business, the family business. It's been there basically most of my life. Um, so my parents are business owners and, you know, my dad especially was a business owner and a manager and he was in sales and everything like that. So he was like kind of the entrepreneur that got things off the ground and my mum just went along for the ride type thing, yeah? Um, completely different people. Um, they both balanced each other in regards to running a business. You know, my dad was kind of the di- the guy that would um, do all the sales and marketing and get it off the ground and build it that way. Um, and then my mum was the on-the-ground type worker, working in the shop, doing all the stuff behind the scenes, all the stuff my dad you know, didn't do a whole lot of. So I remember I was 16 years old and uh, going through that time where turbulent at home, kind of not really feeling seen in the family, feeling a black sheep, um, you know, having a lot of hurt and heartbreak as well. Um, My dad gave me a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You may have heard of it, classic. And he said, hey, Luke, if you read this, I'll give you... 30 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, sweet. And you know what I did is I read um, I read the first, because I'm like, okay, I just want the 30 bucks. I don't want to read this bloody book. But I'm like, I'm just going to read a chunk at the start, you know, a couple of pages at the start, a couple of pages in the middle, a couple of pages at the end, just so I can go back to him and kind of summarize a few points so I get the money. So that's what I did. <laughs> so I basically lied to get the 30 bucks um, because I wasn't a reader hated reading and you know wasn't really into that stuff at all like self-development personal development that type of thing that was kind of the introduction to self-development anyway got the money from my dad and I ended up reading the book well most of it I I read probably the first 70 percent of it but that there was kind of the start and the opening to my pursuit and that made me kind of start to wake up And basically, at the age of 16, I made the decision that I'm like, okay, the life I'm living right now is hell, yeah? And I saw my sister, which was, if you could say, you know, being the worst version of herself, you could say, right? And not to be mean to my sister, but just as in where it was, ultimately where she was, she was was the worst version of herself, all the crap she was going through. And I looked at that and I'm like, okay, if that's by being the worst version of yourself, is if that's how you if that's how you end up being, and if this is the carnage that it creates in everyone's life, family, people connected to it, everything like that, if that's the carnage it creates, then I'm gonna do the opposite. And I'm gonna devote my life to being the best version that I can. And I'm gonna have it all. I'm gonna have absolutely everything in life and at the age of 16 boom i started off in the pursuit of that hey just want to quickly jump in here to tell you about this awesome new training that i put together it's called the three steps to get to 10k a month as a coach now if you're a coach and you're currently making under 10k each month and you want to know how you can get there for yourself how you can be doing 10k months month after month then you probably want to check out this really awesome training. I've kept it short, only goes for 14 minutes. You don't even need to opt in, so save your email for another spammer. To watch it, head to www.lukepage.com.au forward slash 10K. I'm going to pop that link in the show notes. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. Um, And when I say have it all, it's like the typical stuff, yeah? I wanted to have the the love in the life. I wanted to have the happy family. I wanted to have heaps of money, 
heaps of success and just live an awesome life. And I thought, okay, in order to become, and I just wanted to be happy, yeah? And I thought, okay, 16 years old, I'm like, if I can just become super successful and make a ton of money, then that's going to lead to happiness and fulfillment. And this little ignorant 16-year-old went off on this pursuit of just all about making money. And that I slowly did. So I left school. Um, I, I, was, I turned 17. I, left, I, went, I remember I went to a seminar, right? I went to a seminar where I, um, this kind of seminar that uh, it was just like one of those free seminars, teach you how to invest and get rich. I was 17 years old. This seminar was like a couple of grand, I think, from memory, or 1,500 bucks or two grand or something like that. I didn't have any money. I was just at school, right? And um, I'm like, well, how can I get the money? And I decided to quit school so I could get a job to pay for the seminar. And this is my mindset when I was 17 years old, right? Um, so I quit school. I was like in term one, the first couple of months. I think it was the first month of school in year 12, my last year of school, yeah, until I finish and graduate. I quit school. And I get in the bus home, I walked into McDonald's, asked for a job, they didn't give it to me. I walked into Subway, asked for a job and I got a job. I started working at Subway, started earning money, went to this seminar, learned how to invest and learned about the property market, got into, um, got a job in real estate purposely so I can learn about property, so I can invest in property. And yeah, kind of did all that stuff and everything was just about making money, yeah? So I was just loved learning about property and got into shares and like, just look, how can I make money having these little businesses and stuff like that? Got into network marketing, <laughs> all the story. And that's basically what my life was about. Make money, make money, make money, become successful. You know, quote, unquote, make money, make money, make money. So basically... Um, I, that, that was just kind of my thing, um, is all about making money. I remember when my early ad, adult years, I, I sacrificed a lot of, I was just working so much. I was working in real estate and a lot of my mates were going out and having fun. And I was all about just like working and making money. And uh, mind you, when I was in real estate, I wasn't making that much money because I was so, I mean, I was an 18 year old that, I mean, if you look at me now, I'm 37 years old. A lot of people say I don't look 37. I probably look close to 30. If I was 18, I looked about 10 and I'm selling your biggest asset, selling a house. It was pretty hard, right? Um, I did make sales, but it was a, it was a, it was a big sl like fight to really, and it was hard to make it in real estate. Did that for a couple of years and then I ended up working for my parents' business, did that for a few years and then I'm like, you know what, this is too comfortable working for the parent, the family business, I don't want to be here. Ended up getting another, uh, I got a new job in the blinds and windows and furnishings industry, which I uh, I was in there for 10 years, kind of climbed the ladder basically to number two in the company. And I was earning great money at this job. Um, and basically what I, what I found is that, you know, I got to a point in my life where I was making good money, yeah? From my job, I was bringing it in, you know, I had property, I had shares and I had all this other stuff bringing in money. And I was getting, I got to a point in my life where money wasn't a problem. I basically got whatever I wanted. I had freedom to go wherever I want, that type of thing. And the more and more money that I made, which was continuing to make more and more money, I started to realize that, oh, this thing, Luke, that you've been pursuing, the success, the money and all that type of thing. It's not leading to happiness. Now, I wasn't a sad person, but I was, just something wasn't right. I was empty inside, right? I was empty inside. And like, something's just not right here. I'm making all this money and I'm, you know, the things that I've been pursuing for, I'm starting to get, but I'm missing something. So I ended up going to Tony Robbins' seminar, Date with Destiny. I don't know if you've been to that, but this seminar is the thing. This thing changed my life. Um, basically, what I I went to that seminar because I'm just like the type of person where I was like, I want to be the best version of myself, right? And I went there and I'm like, my goal is just to become the best version of myself. But not knowing walking into that what I was going to leave with. Um, and basically, 
I went to that seminar just like, okay, I want to be the best version of myself. I'm all good. I'm all sweet. I'm killing it in life. I just want to learn more and have bigger energy and stuff like that, right? Because, you know, I had a big need for growth. On the first day, Tony said, um, Tony Robbins rocked up, stood up and he goes, you know, everyone here, you know, everyone is here for a reason. Some of you know why you're here and some of you don't. Some of you think you're actually here for a different reason than you actually are. And then he said, and then when he said that, he goes, some of you think that some of you are here for a reason that you think you are, but you're actually here for a different reason. I'm like, ooh, okay. Felt a bit of an energy shift in the room. And he said, you're letting someone ruin your life. You're letting someone hold you back from your true power. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh shit, I know where he's going. Up until that time, I hated my sister. Hated my sister with an absolute passion. And um, I knew exactly what was going to happen over those six days, I think it was. It was all about me letting go of the hatred of my sister, which I had not wanted to ever do and confront, but just not wanted to do. Um, I blamed her for so much crap in my life. I blamed her for the detachment that I had with my family. I had anger inside. I blamed her for me being angry. Blamed her for just not feeling 100% whole. And then I realized that, okay, oh, I'm here to release that. But I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to do that, yeah? And it was a, just a, you know, that week at Date With Destiny transformed my life because I released all that hatred for my sister. And then after the seminar, what happened was I met up with all my family individually and just kind of told them because I hadn't been vulnerable with them. You know, I was so detached from them. I never shared any emotion or show, shared what was going on, what was I was thinking. And I met up with all of them and just kind of told them, you know, I've, I haven't been being true to you or myself and... You know, I, I, I want to have a loving family. I want to have a great connection and relationship with you all. And I want to tell you that I love you and all that. And I've never done this. And it was so, I remember meeting up with him. I was trembling meeting my brother, trembling. I was so scared to do this and meeting my dad and my mom and all that. Um, but that there completely, oh, that was the beginning of a new life for me. It really was. It shifted everything because what happened was my heart started to open up now. And in my heart opening up, if you've got yourself into a position in life and you're not leading with your heart, you're being leading with your head, no matter what you get or achieve, you're never going to feel 100% whole. Something's always going to seem off. And that's exactly where I was. I had basically, you know, I had so much going for my life, um, but something was missing. And that's exactly what it was, which is a huge thing. I was leading my life through my head, not my heart. So after that, I started living my life through my heart. I'm kind of like, okay, I learned, well, money isn't the thing that makes me happy and fulfilled. And after all this pursuit, which was at the time, I think 10, 11 years or something like that. No, 13 years, I think it was. I was 13 years in to my pursuit of living a life and having it all. And when I say a pursuit, I'm legit, yeah? Like I'm 37 years old now. I have been on the pursuit, the active pursuit for 21 fucking years and I'm never stopping till I get this thing. And I'm basically right there right now. I'm so close to it, which I'm going to share later on in this episode. For 21 years, I've been on the pursuit. When I see people and they're like, I've got these dreams and a vision and goals. And I'm like, cool. How long you been, how long you been pursuing it? And you're like six months, one year, two years, three years. They're like, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Yeah, I'm not getting the results that I want. Oh, I'm going to give up. Man, I look at these people. And if that's you, yeah, I look at you and go, nothing's wrong with you. You just haven't been in the pursuit long enough. I've been pursuing my shit for 21 years. (laughs) 21 fucking years. Imagine 
that you kept on doing what you're doing and just pursuing your dreams for another 5, 10, 15, 20 years, imagine where you're going to be. I think it's one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been given, which I didn't want because, you know, when I was 16, I wanted to be a millionaire at 20. Um, you know, I was so convinced going through my early 20s that I was going to be a millionaire by 2025 and, you know, and I'm talking multi, multi, multi-millionaire, retired, that type of thing, yeah. Um, I was so convinced of that, but life luckily and obviously dealt me a different path because that was not the right path I was meant to be on. Um, but yeah, when I, when I, when I see people and they're, they're, they're like thinking of giving up because they've been in the pursuit for a, a one or two or three years, I'm just like, just you got to keep going. You just got to play it way longer. Um, you know, with me, I have got this story that I tell myself, which I don't know where I got it from, but I'm lucky that I've got it. And the story I tell myself, which I so believe, it's not like a story where I'm telling myself to try and believe it. This is just an expectation, a deep-seated belief that I have, is that... I get everything that I want in life, everything. And it's an amazing belief to have because basically anything that I want, I get. And I know that I'm going to get it. Anything that I set my mind to and I actually truly want, I know that I'll get it eventually. And it's been a great belief to have because... If I didn't have it, I would have given up a long, long, long time ago. Long, long time. Like I said, 21 years I've been at this. And what am I searching for? Well, like I said at the start, I want it all. I want to be healthy. I want to have a loving family that I didn't have when I was, you know, my teenage years. And mind you, my family, we are loving now. But I'm talking about, you know, the family I didn't get, I get exactly get growing up. I get the chance to recreate that with my own family. Money. And I don't just want money. I want heaps of it, yeah. Um, I want adventure. I want to feel... I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want growth in life. I want amazing experiences. Connection with amazing people. And I just want to live an extraordinary life. That's what I'm here to do. Nothing but, and I'm accepting nothing but. Nothing but extraordinary. And there's zero doubt that I won't end my life without being able to say, you know, that's the thing I'm going to say. Is the If I had to summarize my life, extraordinary. It's the fucking word I'm going to use. And I know it. And I know it simply because I just don't give up. I keep going until I get whatever it is that what I, that I want. Um, and I'm not doing this from a bragging point of view. I'm just doing it from, I guess what I wanted to kind of point out here is what I don't see enough of is people playing a long-term game. We're just sold. We're sold the short-term life thing. Win the lotto, get everything that you want, right? Oh, start a business and you got the person who's created, t- you know, the, the story, the typical story. Someone creates a TikTok account, posts three videos and they go super viral and they get picked up by, you know, a major sponsor. Nike reaches out to them and gives them a deal for a multi-million dollar deal and bang, they're a superstar in two seconds. We're sold that. But in the reality of it, the chances of it happening to you I like winning the lottery. Like you're not going to win the lottery. I'm sorry, man. Like you're not going to win Division One. And if you do, good on you, right? But the chances of you winning Division One in lottery are stupidly like millions and millions and millions and millions. Some crazy, stupid odds. And if that's the way you're playing your life to win the lottery, then I don't like your chances. What I do like your chances is if you just go, "Cool, what do I want in life?" and then boom, make the decision to get it. And I ain't stopping until I have that. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how hard it is. I'm just going to keep on going. And I'm going to enjoy 
my journey along the way. So getting back to the heart thing, right? So making the money in life, realized that money ain't the answer to what I was looking for. So then I healed things with my family and that began the pursuit of leading and living through my heart. No longer leading by my head, living through my heart. And that's what got me into coaching, ultimately. I quit my um, 10-year job where I was making heaps of awesome money and it was a pretty cruisy job, right? Fairly cruisy, making good money. You know, because I was number two, I could take holidays and I was pretty flexible with things like that. Like living a good life with this job, yeah? But it just wasn't enough for me, yeah? I ended up, uh, ended up uh, leaving that job and I started my own business in the same industry, which I didn't care about the industry, which is blinds and window furnishings. What I cared about was I'm like, oh, I want to I create a job. I remember this is my goal. I want to create a business where I have zero staff. I want to create it so it's you know well, minimal staff um, so I don't have to manage people and it's all automated and using systems online and stuff like that. So I just make money. You know, I create an automated system online using a platform so I don't have to deliver the service. And this is my mindset. I'm just going to do this so I can make heaps of money. So uh, my business, which was basically um, in the blinds and window furnishings, I created this business where it helps people find a blind company that's right for them. Yeah, so you kind of type in your details of what you're wanting regarding blinds and window furnishings. And based off your needs and requirements, it then tells you the best and most appropriate blind company to contact, right? So I did that for about one and a half years and I was making sales with it, but I was finding it hard to be profitable. And about one and a half years in, I made a discovery on why I was finding it hard to make a lot of profit. And then I looked, okay, I I was like, oh shit, I've realized this is a big problem. And in order for me to get through this, it's going to take probably another one to two years to be able to get over this. And I looked one to two years in the future, which I I laugh at now. But I'm like, that was eternity for me. I wanted the millions right then and there, yeah? Um, By the way, sorry, I've got this thing mixed up. I hadn't been to date with Destiny yet. I was in my business. Um, So I was like, oh, shit. Um, This is going to take a long time. Now, I didn't care about... The industry that I was in, I didn't have a passion for it. I didn't care about it. I was, I just wanted to make money. So anyway, now I went to date with Destiny, right? So I had my business and I hit a roadblock, went to date with Destiny, realized what was going on. And then from that, I basically quit my business and went into coaching. And I worked for a company that helped coaches grow their online business. And that's how I got into the coaching industry. And long story short, after about a year and a half or so at that company, I'm like, you know what? I want to do my own thing. And then I went and started my coaching company, which I'm doing now. Oh, okay. So, where am I? What's the what's the point of me doing this? What am I talking about? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, what I've made a realization recently. So... In my life now, I have basically got most of what I want. Most of all the things that I have classified as having it all, right? So, i am got my family that I'm building. Yeah, our son's come into the world. Good old Louis. He's uh, currently 20 months old. <laughs> um, I've got my wife, Courtney, and... You know, I'm in my, my little love puddle, right? Now, just to, to be transparent and honest with you, my wife and I have gone through a really challenging period the last year in our relationship. So even though I said that I've got it, it's not like there's not challenges. But in regards to the family thing, you could say it's the box is ticked. You know, my relationship with Courtney and I, my wife and I, last year has been really challenging. Um, it's getting better. It's not to the level where we want it to be and it, we'll work on it over the coming months, but it's getting better. And there's just, there's no doubt in my mind that that'll be all sweet, right? We'll figure it out. But I've got my family. We're building that, working on that. I've got the love in my life with my wife. Um, 
and now I'm doing what I love. Like I, I love doing what I do, like my business and my coaching. Um, I love doing what I do. Like uh, it's from that point of view, I live a very extraordinary life. I do acting as well, which is fucking weird as, <laughs> but I, I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, and from a, from a working point of view, I have, I have, I have, Bang, from a, from a career point of view, bang, I've ticked the box. I've clocked life there, yeah? So I've got my family in love there. I've got my passion with what I'm doing with my life, yeah? In my career, which is a huge thing to me. Um, the only thing that's really left now is money. You know, I've been in my business. I've been stuck at six figures. Now, um, I had to like... It's it's a it's a it's a weird one, but I've figured out what's been what's been going on. Now, from a skill set point of view, and and I want to be doing at least seven figures a year, right? Like, I've made a million bucks. I just haven't made it in a year. So, that's what I want to be doing. Is I want to be making a million dollars a year type thing. And I in, in my vision, and not that I really care about it, but I'm like, you know, I'll be doing eight figures a year soon. In, in, in a bunch of years. And I don't really care about making eight figures or anything like that. Like, I really don't. It's, it's not like it's a, I need to make eight figures or I don't even know if I'd, what I'd do with the money to have all that type of stuff. But in regards to the impact that I want to make in the world, I just feel that the impact, based off the impact that I want to make is that would just be the, um, the thing that comes along with it is probably that amount of money, right? So anyway, my next goal when it comes to money is to be doing seven figures a year because going from what I'm doing now to seven figures a year, that will allow me to impact more people and be more in a line with how I want to live. Not from a money point of view, which, hey, having more money would be great, but more from just me reaching my potential, yeah? Um, so that's my goal. Now, one thing that I really, that I just learned, which, you know, I'm a pretty self-aware person. I like to, you know, I like to know exactly why I do things and why I think the way I think and why I've got certain habits and, you know, I've got bad traits here and good traits here. And I, I've really learned about my history through trying to figure myself out and stuff like that. So I'm, I would say I'm a pretty self-aware person. One thing that I only learned recently through my coach which I didn't see was I was kind of like, why am I stuck at six figures in my business? Why? You know, my skill set is from, this is what I believe, uh, my skill set from all the things that I know and how I can communicate and my marketing and sales background and my coaching abilities and my attitude, my mindset, my attitude, all that, that package there should be making minimum seven figures a year right now, if not multi seven figures a year. And I, I, I am convinced of that. You know, I've done so much work in, my, in putting myself over the years, you know, invested like almost $300,000. Um, and I've learned a lot of shit and I've built a lot of skills, yeah. And not only do I have the skills, but I have a great attitude. And I'm like, okay, if I've got all that stuff externally. Then why am I stuck at six figures? I don't get it. And one thing I learned recently, which blew my mind, which I never saw it, was when I started following my heart, back when I made the switch, I went to date with Destiny and previously my top value was to make money. It's all about making money, making money, money. That was the top, my top value. When I kind of had that little breakdown thing and rebirth of following my heart and, you know, I, I, I forgave my sister and dropped all the hate and did all that stuff and go, okay, cool. I'm going to follow my heart now. I feel this is what I, this is what I need to do. This is what is calling. This is what makes me happy in the field. I'm going to go on the pursuit of just following my heart because I know that's going to lead to happiness. What I did in doing that is even though I started following my heart and accepted a lot more love into my life, what I did is I dropped my value of money. And because I dropped my value of money and I made this association where it's almost like, hey, Luke, don't put too much focus on making lots of money because 
the more and more money that you make, Luke, if you make too much of it, you'll end up back in the wrong position where you were. Does that, does that kind of make sense? So here I am trying to grow my business and, you know, getting it to, I'm like, I want to be doing seven figures. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've got all these skill sets to be doing seven figures. And I've got the right attitude to be doing seven figures. But I'm like, no matter what I do, I'm still stuck at six figures in my business. And I realized that because I had dropped the value of money and made that association that, hey, Luke, don't make too much money because you have to make too much money, then you're going to go back to where you were, which was a place that you don't want to be. Remember, money doesn't equal happiness. Hmm. So I was sabotaging myself. I was kind of like having this, I, was, I wasn't having the energy of having a million, being a million dollar business owner. So that's been a massive breakthrough, which I've only had probably about, a, I only had that about a month ago. And ironically, since having that realization, um, all I've done is going, okay, cool. If the last thing to finally get this pursuit of having it all is just to have truckloads of fucking money and when i say truckloads like not being crazy amounts but just living a very abundantly um is the money thing so that was a real big breakthrough for me so what have i done in the last month well basically i've put money as my top value and i've i previously it was family and i've said to my wife and i said look here's my here's here's what i want to do here's what's happening and you need to be okay with it is moving forward for, and it's not going to be forever, but maybe for the next six months is I just want to make my, my number one value money, which means family comes second. So if there's going to be opportunities for me to make money or work longer or things like that, or whatever it is that comes up, money takes priority one. Family comes second to that. So basically my top three values right now, number one is money, number two is growth, number three is family. And my wife was okay with that, right? Which I was lucky as she was and she understood that. And then since doing that, guess what's happened? I've made more money. And why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because what are your top values? You see, whatever we focus on prior and prioritize in our life, we get. And I think a lot of business owners have their values mixed up like I did. And they're like, well, you know, I want to grow a business and I want to make heaps of shmoney, but they don't value money enough or they've got a stack of things above money. So they're putting their family first or they've got freedom. Their top value is freedom, right? <laughs> and a lot of the time when you get your business off the ground, you don't have a whole lot of freedom because you're doing fucking everything yourself. <laughs> so if you've got your number one value at freedom, you got your second value, your family, and then you, you know, all the way down the list, number five or number 10 is money and you're, struggling to make money in your business it's simply because you just don't prioritize making money and when you do prioritize it you'll get it yeah so what is it for you think about it and i don't know if you've done this at values exercise before but like where you write down all your values but it's a really common exercise that a lot of coaches do but for me and even when my coach asked me to do it i'm like oh here we go here's the values exercise again <laughs> That's what I said. But I, so funny, blind spots, yeah. It was a major blind spot that I didn't see. And that's what's great about coaching. That's why we all need coaches. Oh, I've always got a coach, always. Because coaches allow us to see the shit that we don't see. You know, whenever I see someone and hear someone where they're like, say they've gone through, um, you know, they've, they've reached out to me and they want to do my program. They don't do it for whatever reason or they, they um, whatever. They're like, I really want to do your program, but I can't do it because of X or I'm going to do it like, oh, I'm going to try do it myself for a bit. And I, I'm just like, man, you're missing it. You're just not getting it. Yeah. 
if you haven't got the results that you're wanting by yourself yet, you ain't going to do it by yourself. You need someone to help you because you've got major blind spots. You've got things holding you back and you won't get through it by yourself. That's what a great coach does, help you see your blind spots. So that's what was made clear to me, yeah? I got this major blind spot and I figured it out around I wasn't valuing money. I'm sitting there going, okay, why aren't I doing a million dollars a year? Uh, Luke, because you don't value money. I didn't even have value. I didn't have money. I didn't even, how's this? I didn't even have money in my top 10 values. <laughs> didn't have money in my top 10 values. If your goal is to make money in your business and your money and the, and money is not your first or second value, then you're probably going to struggle to make much of it. Truth. In the early days, if you're already making money, all good to have it down the list. But in the early days, if your goal is to make money, you've got to have it up in your top values, yeah? Oh, All right, so how am I going to wrap this podcast episode? This is a little bit of a weird one. And, and um, it's, it's a weird one where I just don't even know where I'm going with it, yeah? And I hope you're getting some sort of value and maybe entertainment or something's helping you out here. Because that's, you know, when I do a podcast episode, it's all I want is I just want to give you value. Um. But from here, what I'm really excited about in my life right now is I'm this 20, and I, I think I call this, this episode the 20, my 22-year pursuit of living a life of having it all. And whether that name stays or changes, but that's what I've got down at the moment. Um, I'm currently 21 years into the pursuit of having it all. 21 years in. So... Luke, why have you called it 22 years? Because I've called it 22 years and even though I'm 37 and I started when I was 16, so that's 21 years. You're like, well, I, Luke, why haven't you called it my 21-year pursuit? Because right now I don't have it all, but I will within the next year. Everything that I've set out to have. Loving family, loving my life, fun, adventure, doing what I love in life, yeah, and getting paid to do it and heaps of money. And within the next year, that's all going to happen. My finally, my pursuit that I set out when I was 16 years, I'm right at the edge of it right now because I've finally put it all together. Everything, yeah? I've chucked everything and built it all and managed to pull it all together. Now, not saying my life is perfect. Hell no. Not saying I don't have problems in my life. Hell no. (laughs) Always going to have problems. Always going to have challenges. But ultimately... Everything that I've tried and set out to get, I've now got in my hands. The last thing is the money and I've finally figured out what's held me back with the money, which I used to have. And this is the thing is that throughout my life, I've, I've never been able to grab everything together. So, you know, I had the money when I was in my 20s, but I didn't have the family. Um, now, I've, I've, and for example, my health was kind of up and down and, and I wasn't, um, you know, when I had the money, I, I didn't, I wasn't doing what I loved. So I kind of throughout my last 21 years is I've, I've grabbed maybe one or two things that I really want and have it, but I've been missing the third or the fourth thing or that type of thing. Right. So now where I'm at now is I've basically got everything. The last thing now is to go from doing your six figures to making a million bucks in a year. And over the next year, like I said at the start of this podcast, is that when I want something, I always get it. And I have zero doubt because I always get what I want to get. And you might be like, well, Luke, how can you call that you're going to get this? I can call it because I've been doing this for 21 years and I just know myself and know exactly when things are going to move in my life. And this is exactly what's happening right now. So within the next year, I will have hit and completed my pursuit of 22 years in my life to have it all, which I'm really fucking pumped and excited for. And when that happens, my life is going to elevate to a whole new level, which I'm so excited for. Because it's almost like, even though I'm like, oh, I've got my pursuit of having it all right, but I feel that is just chapter one is done, if that makes sense. My chapter one that I've been setting out, which is it's a fucking huge chapter, 
or maybe it's a book. We call it a book. We'll call it a book. But I'm like, the first book that I set out to write is finally about to be finished written. And like I said, it's not like, okay, then I'm just like happily ever after. Fuck no. I'm going to have bad shit happen to me. Oh, oh, I will break down in certain areas. Of course it's going to happen, yeah? But it's like book one is finally written. Now it's under book two. And I'm so ready, yeah? 21 years of writing this book. And it's exciting that I'm finishing it, but I'm so ready and pumped to start my second book. And that'll be the next 20 years of my life, yeah? So going from roughly the age 40 to age 60, which is so exciting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'll share what I'm kind of doing right now just to kind of finish this episode. Um, You know, I know the biggest thing that's holding me back from doing a million dollars a year, it's not the external stuff. It's not my skill set. It's not my attitude. It's purely my mindset and energy. So that's what I'm going hard on right now. You know, my coach says transformation. What's he say? Transformation doesn't tolerate mediocrity. What a line. Transformation doesn't tolerate mediocrity. So if you want to transform, which you're going to have to to get your dreams and goals, you can't be mediocre about it, right? And what does mediocre mean? I think mediocre means just not doing at a, not doing things at any at, a, at an exceptional level. You know, if you think about, I always like to use the the example of. Um, with me helping coaches, you know, 1% of coaches get the dream. So the dream that you want and the dream and goals that you have, 1% of coaches in your niche will get it. So if you're in a room full of amazing coaches, we're 100 amazing coaches in your niche, you're a part of that room. If you're going to get the dreams and goals, every other coach in that room wants the dreams and goals that you want, right? The same rough stuff, the successful business, the happiness, the freedom, the money, all that type of crap, right? If you are going to get it, you have to be willing to do what 99% of the other coaches aren't willing to do. You have to be willing to go to the distance, go the distance and go to the places that 99% of them aren't willing to go. You have to be willing to continually and consistently show up for as long as it takes and longer than 99 others in that room aren't willing to do. And let's be honest with yourself. Ask yourself right now, are you seriously showing up that way? Are you seriously showing up to the point where you're the one in that one room of 100 where you stand out through your behaviors, your actions, how you treat yourself, how you operate, how you show up, how you think, the energy that you excel? Are you the one in 100? Because if you're not, you don't get your dreams and goals. Even if you're in the top 10%, you don't get your dreams and goals. You've got to be the one in 100. And I just, I love that analogy because it really shines a light on the truth on whether you, I, or the next person is really, really being the person they need to be to get their dreams and goals. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. So transformation doesn't tolerate mediocrity. Basically what I'm doing to transform, because that's fucking what it's all about. I've got to transform internally. What am I doing? I'm not doing one meditation a day. I'm not doing two meditations a day. I'm doing three meditations a day. Now, straight up, I've been good at doing the two meditations a day. I've been doing this for maybe two weeks now. I've been good at doing the two meditations a day, morning and night. I've been doing that every day, basically. 
that might have missed a day or so. I've been struggling with doing the three, doing the one in the middle of the day. It's a habit that I haven't created. Now, the last three days in the row, I have done three meditations. So hopefully this is the new habit I've created. But everyone else in that room does a meditation, yeah? If you're like, okay, a big part of me being the person is I need to visualize and do all that stuff, right? And you just do one meditation a day. Everyone else in the room's doing fucking one meditation a day. Yeah? What have you got to do to be that one in 100 in that room? That's how you have to show up. So basically, that's what I'm doing. Three meditations a day where I'm closing my eyes, visualizing, running a movie of the person and the business I'm running where I've hit my dreams and goals, making a shmillion dollars a year. And like I said, once I hit a shmillion dollars a year, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm done, I'm clocked life. I'll go on to the next level, right? Because I would have grown and evolved. I'm like, well, you know, that goal that I previously had, this ain't doing it for me anymore. I want more. You know, I'm so addicted to growth. And that's why I know I'm never going to stop because I just love growing. No matter where I get and what I have in life and the level that I grow, I'm just like, what else can I learn? (laughs) What else can I do? What else can I learn? And that's what fills me up. Learning shit and growing in stuff is my body releases these chemicals that is addicted to it. I'm literally addicted to growth. Ask my wife, like whenever I get into something, man, I go hard. I just learn about it. I love doing it. It's the thing that I have. I love to, love to learn and grow things with things. So I've been doing three meditations a day and that's what I'm doing. Closing my eyes, running a movie of, you know, the person I'm being and the things I'm doing when I'm making a million bucks a year. I'm also changing my identity and story around who I am. And what I'm doing to help that, and this is not enough, but it's literally I'm drumming this message into my mind, which is I'm a thriving millionaire coach. 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 And I'm just saying that over and over. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. 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 That enjoys a life full of health, wealth, abundance, prosperity, and love. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. And I'm just saying it when I wake up, when I'm in the shower. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. When I'm doing my drinking my smoothie, my morning smoothie that I have. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. When I'm doing my work and I've got a moment. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. Walking the dog. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. When my wife's telling me about her day. <laughs> I only joking. Well, maybe I do sometimes. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. I'm telling this story over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And what am I doing? If you had to, if you had to summarize this, I am obsessing over the person I want to become. And this is key. Obsessing over the person that you want to become is what you need to do to be able to become someone who you've never been before. An obsessive pursuit. Because what we normally do is we do the opposite. We obsess over the person that we are right now who isn't the person we want to be. We want to be stronger, braver, more confident. We want to know more. We want more. And we know that in order to well, sometimes we don't know, but in order to get all the things that we want, the dreams and goals, we know there's there's potential in us. You know, like, okay, in order to get that person and get all the dreams and goals, man, I've got to completely transform, reinvent myself. And you know what? When I've got all those things, the dreams and the goals, then I'm going to be that person that does all the scary stuff, but it's kind of backwards thinking. You've got to be the person now. You've got to show up the person now. You've got to be able to be willing to do the scary, uncomfortable shit right now even before you feel confident and ready, you got to be able to willing to do that now. Hey, I hope you're enjoying today's episode so far. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because we release a new podcast every single week. And if you're getting value out of this, then share it. Share it with the world. Share it with someone that you know that would also benefit from it. 
And hey, tag us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page and we'll give you a shout out for the support. Thank you so much. Let's get back into this. And if you're constantly focusing on the person that you don't want to be, you'll never do the work. You'll never do the scary, crazy stuff that you need to do, which will get you the results, yeah? And what I mean by this is this is the typical thing that we do and I've been a part of this, yeah? Which is you wake up, and you run stories in your mind and you worry about the day and you worry about the things that you did yesterday and the things you said last week and you think about the past and you worry about the past and unexpected things and things that you don't you, that you haven't wanted to happen in the past you think it's going to happen again so you worry about okay that's sh- that shit that I don't want's going to happen again so then you avoid doing things like that again and you constantly throughout the whole day you tell these, tell yourself these stories like, oh, you know, I'm not good enough to do that or I'm not ready to do that. Oh, that person there, they're too way ahead of me. Yeah, I can't contact that person and speak to that person. Yeah, I need to know more. I'm not ready to do that. Oh, yeah, you know what? You know, that's just me. I can't do that. And we tell ourselves this story day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. And on the outside, maybe you're doing a coaching program or Whatever it is. On the outside, you're doing all the work, yeah? You're like, but Luke, I'm creating the content. I'm being consistent with my content like everyone's saying. I'm showing up. I'm doing, I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I'm getting coaching, but nothing's working. I tell you why nothing's working. Nothing's working because even though you're doing all the work on the outside, internally, you are obsessing over the person that you are and the person that you've been. And when you change your obsession from that, because it is an obsession, I don't care what you say. You know, if you're constantly day in, day out, telling yourself the same shit, telling yourself the same disempowering stories, complaining about the same things, having the same limiting beliefs, day in, day out, that's an obsession. So until you change obsession from that to the person you want to be, you ain't going any further. And fuck, I'm the best person here to be talking about this because that's exactly what's happened to me. I've done all the outside work. Like I said, I haven't invested into one coaching program and paid three grand. Almost 300,000 fucking dollars. I've done every program in the fucking world. I've learned so much fucking shit. I've got crazy skills, yet stuck at six figures why because i've been obsessing over the limited luke i've been obsessing over the luke that's got me to where i am but hasn't got me further so what am i doing now is i'm just obsessing over the luke that i want to be <laughs> which is three meditations a day and walking around like a crazy dude Telling himself and repeating himself a stupid line over and over and over. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. I'm a thriving millionaire coach. Saying over and 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 over. It's like, well, I look like I'm a crazy person. And drumming that message into my head probably a thousand times a day. And do I still get disempowering stories and messages that I tell myself? Hell yeah. But I'm like, if I can unmake that unbalanced So that's the quiet side of me, yeah? The loud version, the one that holds the microphone and stands on the stage. If I can make that voice the empowered coach, business owner, millionaire, then that's going to be the one that's the stronger voice. That's going to be the one that influences me. That's going to be the one that I listen to. That's going to be the one that pulls me into someone that I need to be. That's going to be the one that gets me doing scary shit that I'm not ready to do. That's going to be the one that gets me to move even though I feel that I'm not ready or I'm insecure or I doubt myself. Hmm. All right, compadres. I think that's it. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you got something out of this. If I had to wrap it up and summarize in two big points now that I've done this, Two things are coming to me. Number one, you've just got to commit to life and play a long-term game with this thing. You're playing too short. Simple as that. 
like I said, 21 years I've been on this pursuit, 21 years. Imagine you kept on doing and showing up like you are right now. And let's just say you've been doing this for five years, right? Imagine you just did that for another 16 years where you'd be. You know, you and I both know that you would just have everything that you want. Just, just make the decision that you're going to get everything that you want or whatever it is that you want and make the decision you're never going to stop no matter how hard it gets, no matter how long it takes. And just remember that there's nothing wrong with you. It's not meant to take six months or five years or 20 years. It'll take however long it takes for you. 21 years is such a long time. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think the average person, if they pursued things like I have, wouldn't take 21 years. I think it's taken me so long simply because of the vision I have for my life. And in order for me to fulfill that vision, I needed to go through a long shit storm of getting lost and going through crap, which is going to be put me in a position to be able to lead with my true vision and be able to help so many more people. If I think that I got my pursuit in, you know, three years and got everything I want, I wouldn't have the backing. I wouldn't have the foundations. I wouldn't have the experience of going through all the crap that a lot of the people that I need to help are going through. So number one is just just commit. Doesn't matter how long it takes, yeah? Go long-term. Number two, obsess. Obsess over the person that you want to become. That's it. It's a daily obsession. An absolute commitment to this new you because your transformation doesn't tolerate mediocrity. Hey there, I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, I would really appreciate if you could leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to this on right now. You see, your help and support allows us to spread this podcast across the world and we can't do it without you. Apart from that, make sure you're following us over on Instagram at Luke underscore page.